Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third. I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viore. Viore is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash soccer. Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just click up. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. morning footy thanks for starting your day with us here on the galazzo network and uh, speaking of galazzo's guys are you ready are you ready to bring in the man who scored the galazzo of the weekend the one and only our good friend felipe cardenas <gasps> applause wow. sir okay so I'm sure you, you were made aware that we, we featured the goal that you scored in the Atlanta United media game and I have to say Felipe I was incredibly impressed with the, the skill, the way you, you got down on one knee, you brought it down with your body, and then roofed it. I need you to, I need you to give us a full breakdown of how this goal went down. Roll right, that well, tape. First of all, my, my all the guys that I play with. First of all, let's let's go over the goal here. Look at Gonzalo Pineda <laughs> with the ball. Gonzalo Pineda, former Mexican national team World Cup. Uh, stalwart 2006 World Cup left back for Mexico sends me that ball. He saw me. He saw the run. That's the thing. <laughs> I was making that right late there? run. I was making the late run into the box, and then I smashed it. You smashed absolutely it. smashed who's, it. Who's that defender who's... pulling the Michael Phelps <laughs> swim dive wow. trying to stop the ball from getting to you? Uh, I don't know. But the thing, the thing about that, that the way I controlled it was because when I, when Pineda and I made eye contact, Ooh. I was like, this guy's gonna put it on my chest. Like he's gonna just drop a dime. And so I was ready for that. And then the ball just, just dipped. It, it dipped right away on its way there. And I don't know, even my 45 year old body still has the ability to do that. Felipe, look right? at these skills, like I, the control. I'm just trying to make, hey, I just want to make the Paramount Plus five aside team. I know they've got like wow. Terry Henry, Dempsey, Carragher and all these ballers, but just just give me a shot. I think I think that I, I think, that I think was you've my earned it, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The last time I played in a media game once and I got a black eye. And so that was that was it for me. I did have an assist Jeez. though. That is that's the only thing I brought to the table. Did you take an elbow or did you get in a fight? This? Elbow. <laughs> Straight to the face. It was in Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah, that's on Britain. Yeah, no, it was before it was before the draft in I think twenty eighteen. 
and there was a media game, and yeah, I took a, a elbow right to the face. Got a nice little shiner. Oof. That was a fun. That was fun to cover up with makeup ahead of the draft. No big deal. Anyway, let's chat a little um, Atlanta United because there's we've got some we've heard some some noise about players potentially uh, being on the move, getting some interest from Europe in in Miles Robinson and of course Tiago Almada. What what can you tell us um, that you're hearing? Yeah, I mean, first of all, Atlanta United trending up again. I think I think the 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 issue with that is that fans get really excited because they play well in two games and they drop another three. So that's that's the thing that's that's. We're still waiting to see if Atlanta, with their new signings, can really make a serious run into a playoff position. But off the field, yeah, the two the two big stories are Miles Robinson, defender, U.S. national team defender, what his future is like, and the the European interest coming for Tiago Amato. We can start with Miles Robinson because I think with him, you know, it's it's been out there. It's been it's very public. Carlos Bocanegra, the technical director, saying there's an offer on the table to extend him. It's been on the table for months now. And it's not signed by Robinson and his camp. And so that tells me, and this is this is a change. I thought Miles Robinson for sure was the type of player that would not mind spending the rest of his career in MLS. Like he doesn't have to move abroad in order to get on the U.S. national team. He doesn't need to play at a higher level to impress the national team coach. Like he's a lock. He's playing in the back for the, for the national team no matter where he plays as long as he's fit uh, and he's playing well. And so he can do that. In Atlanta, the the problem is that the, the contract offer that's on the that's on the table for him clearly is not a DP offer. You know, I think he's probably looking at what what Walker Zimmerman is making and some of the other defenders that are that are making DP money and thinking, why not me? And it certainly appears that the offer from Atlanta United is not a DP contract, so that could push him to to look abroad. And there's an in, there's interest. He's linked to PSV, which I wrote right away on Twitter. I love that move. I would love to see Miles Robinson. In the Eredivisie, in 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 the Netherlands, because I think it's it is a league that his athleticism is going to show. He's going to get a lot better on the ball, uh, and it's it's just a good jump for him. And so that's that's Miles Robinson. I think that's that's the latest from him. Felipe, when you look at Atlanta, they've been almost one of the exemplary teams of finding value in some of these South American leagues, players you might not have heard of, and being able to flip them. Obviously, some big names like uh, Miguel Amiron, uh, they've done that in the past. Now with Messi, if you look at a player like Thiago Almada and, and Miles Robinson leaving, is there pressure on this organization with how badly it's gone the last few seasons, trying to win this fan base's love back? Do you think there's a chance that they try to go out and do the Messi thing and find a big-name player, or do you think they're sticking to their system of finding really good value in some of these South American leagues? Yeah, it's a good question because it's it's relevant because Garth Lagerwey is is the new CEO, the new president, and he's coming. He told me in February he he basically laid out his strategy. We're not going to swing for the fences every time anymore. He's basically told me straight up, I can't replicate that type of success, and it's not financially viable either for the club. This is a team that had to restructure their con their their roster several times because of finances, salary cap hits, and Garth Lagerwey has a, a proven way to win, which is with more experience experienced players and some of the DPs being between 24 and 29 years of age. That's what he told me is that they have more data. I trust them. And and this team at Line United right now, I think they took a really hard pivot towards young players and it hurt them because they might be 
good players individually, but they're very inexperienced, you know, coming to this league, a new league, living abroad for the first time, many of them. And this is a, this is a league. And I think every league in the world, you need experience. You need guys with grit, with mileage on their legs that understand how to play. And that's the current build of Atlanta United right now. So I think they're going to have a place to swing for a home run. And maybe that's a big time South American player, whether he's young or not. Again, it's a great question because the the previous regime under Darren Neals was always very public. Like we're not going for the overage superstar that doesn't fit the profile of Atlanta United, but Garth Lagerway has won with very veteran DP players in Seattle. And so that could be something that, that, that turns a little bit. Felipe, let's go up north to Toronto FC. Big news coming out yesterday. John Herdman signs with TFC. What do you make of this move, and how do you think it'll open up and pan out moving forward? Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate for for Canada soccer because this just is it's out there for everyone to see that this they're in a complete mess. And you know, my colleague at the Athletic, Joshua Cloak, has done a lot of reporting on the the inner dealings of the federation and and how they're not moving forward and and sort of the the, the public uh demands from the, both coaches and players on the men's and women's side to to really solidify that program when they're facing a world cup that they're going to co-host with mexico and the united states and so john herdman i think what's interesting is you know he was a guy when i was in qatar covering the world cup and you know he was very out there very outspoken and he just seemed like a guy that was going to be leading that program for a long time certainly through the next world cup uh and you know this has certainly changed he must see that there's a better future both financially stability wise at toronto which is saying a lot because toronto is not really the model organization right now as far as uh just you know keeping the peace i was speaking to one of their players recently and he told me you know it's it's just it's awful right now and and, and the pressure that they, that they're under the fact that they're not pleasing the fan base which is a, a a very committed fan base in toronto is is really you know hanging over the player's head but john herdman was is going to step in and you know this could also be a play for him to have more authority you know within a soccer organization and you know, i don't think he's He's going to just step in and, 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 and become the GM. But I guarantee that John Herman, someone like him that's leaving a national team program, is going to have a lot of say in how this how the roster is built, how the team is going to play, what types of players they want. And he's also stepping into an organization that has traditionally spent a lot of money and won titles. So I think that if you're weighing Toronto and Canada soccer, the current uh where kind of Canada soccer is right now, currently, I think the, the Toronto job probably felt really good, really attractive for John Herdman. Now he can come to MLS and and he's going to be a star, guys. He's going to be one of the one of the stars of this league, no doubt. Yeah, he'll definitely be a star if he can turn it around in Toronto, right, Felipe? Because <laughs> that is. Um... As you just said, a tumultuous place to be right now. Let's go to Copa Libertadores, the quarterfinal second legs starting today. Maybe just your thoughts on, on these quarterfinals. And I want to know, too, who, who's your take on winning it all, Felipe? Well, if you look at the, the current bracket, you know, Internacional gets a, a 1-0 win away in Bolivia. And so now they're going home feeling pretty confident that they can close that out. Um, and that that's a good side. You know, we, we talked about that last week. Johnny Cardoso, the U.S. men's national team midfielder, starting playing all, all 90 minutes in that first leg in central midfield. And then they have a goal scorer in Enter Valencia, the Ecuadorian, it's the ageless Ecuadorian who no matter where he plays, he scores goals. So I like Internacional to advance there. Palmeiras, they're already up 4-0 on Deportivo Pereira. That, that's an easy one for them to advance. 
Uh, and and what's what's happening now? What the, the reports in Argentina are, are this big game between Boca and Racing. You know what happens here? Whoever advances likely to face Palmeiras, which is one of my my favorites to win the title again. Uh, and, and that's that's that that could be you know for for Boca Juniors, this is do or die for them. I mean that's that those are the headlines in Argentina. This is it. This is it for you. This is a team that is this is the Real Madrid essentially of of the 21st century in Copa Libertadores. They had a huge run of winning several titles. Uh, in the early 2000s, and they're expected to get to semifinals and finals. That's just how it is, whether they're a good team or not. And right now, they're up against it. A nil-nil draw at home at the Bombonera. Now they're taking that nil-nil draw to Racing, which they're stating, watch it, watch, watch, because that that game tomorrow night is going to be off the chain at the Estadio de Avellaneda, which is which is uh, nicknamed El Cilindro, the cylinder, because of how it's just the way it's designed. It's loud. And and Racing didn't do much against Boca, but they have everything to, to, to do here at home to get a result and to, to advance. So I think the pressure squarely on Boca Juniors. Edison Cavani rested last weekend, so he'll be sit, fit to go on Wednesday night. A huge, huge game. And, I, and to answer your question, Jordan, I'm, I'm sticking with Palmeiras. That team is All just right. they're too mm. good. Do you think Nico's going to be able to watch Boca in Europe? I think somewhere he'll find somewhere his spine just got hot. <laughs> as Felipe kept talking about how it's doing. <laughs> I'm nervous for it him. <laughs> uh, Felipe, always great to catch up with you. Hey, next time um, I want to I want a bicycle kick. All right, can we work on? Oh now the expectation God. is high. I know you set the bar extremely high, so we we're expecting very big things now. Oh my! I mean, uh, that could have been a bike if it would have been just. Been. You know, you know what I mean? Like, if I would have chested yeah. it the other way and biked if, it, like, I probably if wouldn't be standing. If only Gonzalo Pineda right. played you a better bike. <laughs> That's the problem. What didn't happen with the bike? The knee to the ground, that style points. I like that. Absolutely. It was, it was swaggy. I think I think Alexis even said, he's like, this is swaggy. That's a swaggy shot. That's a swaggy yeah. shot. I like it. Oh, man. All right. Felipe, great to see you, my friend. We'll catch up soon. All right, guys, we are going to take a break. Jenny Chu will be back with more headlines when we return. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back. Here's a look at Tuesday's footy fix. We have that Carabao Cup match between Fulham and Tottenham at 2.45 p.m. Eastern. You can watch that on ESPN+. Plus. UCL qualifiers Galatasaray versus Molda at 3 p.m. Young Boys versus Maccabi Haifa and Panathinaikos versus Braga at 3 p.m. You can watch all of those on Paramount+. Plus. We've got Copa Libertadores quarterfinals Internacional versus Bolivar at 6 p.m. on BN and then Copa Sudamericana. Estudiantes taking on Corinthians at 8.30 p.m. also on BN. Let's send it over to Jenny Chu with the headlines. Plenty of football to watch on a Tuesday. You love I'm sure it. we'll cover it tomorrow. Um, the Luis Rubiales soap opera continues to rage on in Spain, and the embattled Spanish Football Federation president is facing calls to resign from a growing list of entities, including the Spanish government and the Spanish Football Federation itself. A committee consisting of the federation's regional presidents met on Monday and called for the resignation of Rubiales, who is facing widespread contact 
condemnation for his behavior after the Women's World Cup final and for his handling of the scandal in the days since. FIFA has suspended Rubiales from all football activities for 90 days while Spain's women's national team coach Jorge Villa condemned Rubiales just four days after being seen applauding Rubiales' decision to not resign. In MLS-related international news, Joseph Martinez's resurgence with Inter-Miami has earned the 30-year-old a call-up for the nation's upcoming World Cup qualifiers. Venezuela will face Colombia and Paraguay in September's international window. Martinez has registered four goals and two assists across all competitions since Leo Messi joined Miami in late July. And Inter-Miami announced yesterday that the construction has officially begun on Miami Freedom Park. The 25,000-seat stadium, along with the 58-acre park and entertainment district, is scheduled to open in 2025. And in transfer news, Fulham announced the signing of Timothy Castagna to a four-year deal from Leicester City. The 27-year-old defender leaves Leicester after three seasons, ending with Leicester being relegated from the Premier League at the end of last season. Castagna has yet to play this season, but he could make his debut this Saturday when Fulham travels to Manchester City. In injury news, Real Madrid's run of bad luck with injuries continues, with Brazilian star Vinny Jr. the latest starter to go down with an injury. According to multiple reports, Vinny Jr. is set to miss between four to six weeks with a hamstring injury suffered in Real Madrid's 1-0 win over Celta Vigo on Friday. Vinny Jr. joins an injury list at Real Madrid that includes Tibor Courtois and Eder Militao, who both suffered torn ACLs in July. Vinny Jr.'s injury will keep him out of Brazil's upcoming World Cup qualifiers against Bolivia and Peru. Michael, Real Madrid has won all three La Liga matches to start this season. They're leading the league, but can they keep that up without Vinny Jr.? It'll be an interesting test for them. They do have a striker who can come in, and Jose Lu, who had the assist against Celta Vigo on the Jude Bellingham goal. But this is a big injury. Vinny Jr., he is the talisman for Madrid in the absence of Kareem Benzema, who's gone to the Saudi Pro League. He's also injured. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for Real Madrid, what's concerning is the timing of it. Some of the matches coming up, Real Sociedad on the 16th. You have Sevilla as well. And the big one, the Madrid derby, the timing of it could affect them in early title conversations. But it's Real Madrid. It's Carlo Ancelotti. Well, they'll find a way. Are, yeah. Do they have the depth? Them? Yeah, it's Real Madrid. They've got talent at a lot of the different positions. And I think this is a big moment for, like, a Rodrigo to just shine. Mm -hmm. You know, this Good is a job. big moment where you have players that can fill those positions. Look, make no, make no mistake. You are a weaker team without a player like Vinicius Jr., who I think played so well that even a lot of the fans were like, yo, do we even need Mbappe? Like, is Mbappe, obviously he's incredible, but do you want to move Vinicius off the left? That's how good of a player this guy is. You don't want to go without him. But you've got other talent there. But to miss him for, for yeah. the, uh, the big Madrid derby, that's going to be tough. And hamstring injuries early in the season I just are not good. good sign for me. You often see those pop back up later on. So you hope that this is just really four to six weeks if you're Real Madrid because – if you lose him a couple times during the season, you know, I think take care of this one as best as you can. If it's a little bit longer, then it's a little bit longer, and you know that you have the longevity throughout the season. But especially with a player like him and how explosive he is – you got to be careful with those. Uh, yeah. Jenny said it. Real Madrid, with the only team in La Liga with three wins to to start this season. When we, you know, we talked a lot about like, well, you know, the loss of Karim Benzema and oh my God, you know, the the depth of this team, the injuries to Militao and Courtois. Are you, are we surprised that they have gotten three wins, all nine points, to start the season, despite the fact that they've had to no, they've had these no. losses? They, they just have more quality. The goals that they're getting, getting them from their marquee signing in the summer, there's a bit of grinding out some of these results. Mm -hmm. They haven't played some of the most flashy football that we are prone to seeing from Real Madrid. They're 
a team that grows into seasons and under Carl Ancelotti, their structure, they they don't really care about playing sexy football. They want to get the result at the end of the day, and he is the results master. Four goals, one assist for Drew Bellingham. Balling. Yeah. Yeah. Balling. This has been an absolute, what a wonderful turn. They were playing him as defensive midfielder at Dortmund, and this guy's literally running wherever he wants. Watch me. Yeah, he's, (laughs) this kid is a star. He's almost, it was almost a discount. Best signing of the summer transfer window. Three games in, I'd say so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I like that. We're going to take a break. Um, on the other side, we're going to chat some other signings, uh, specifically in the Premier League. Who has impressed so far? We're diving in after a quick timeout. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. Well, James Madison, one of the summer signings for Tottenham after his stint at Leicester. He took a little abuse from the Bournemouth fans over the weekend, but look at him, getting him to laugh. I mean, he's fitting right in. He looks very, very comfortable uh, with his with his new team. A good sense of humor as well. Um, he's also been playing really, really well. Here's a look at his stats for the season. In three matches, he's got one goal and two assists and three goal contributions. Um, a decent signing for, for Tottenham. Are we surprised? What have you liked about the way he has kind of inserted himself into this side? Last season, watching Tottenham Hotspurs, they didn't have a creative presence in the attacking sense from midfield. Mm -hmm. Now they have James Madison. He could score goals from midfield, and it's runs off the ball, popping up in different spaces. Papi Sar, he's not getting enough credentials. He's been an absolute impact, bopping forward, getting into the box as a box-to-box midfielder. He has service from set pieces. It's also quality, as we've seen in that first game against Brentford. He's becoming that complete package as an attacking midfielder for Spurs. And he's pretty pressure resistant, so he can take the ball in situations and allow this Tottenham squad to get around him, to advance. Because we just talked about how they want to get forward. They want to have this free-flowing style where it doesn't really matter who you are. You can join the attack. And when you have a player like Madison who can hold the ball up in situations, allow players to progress down the field, but also find the final pass, find the run, where is mm-hmm. the space? He, he adds a lot of different things, but there's a freedom in the way that they play that allows him to be who he is when he is his best, which is just reading the game, feeling the game, where he can be best and where he can pop up in good moments. Like that goal, that late run that he had is perfection. Yeah, and you're not seeing, you're not seeing the weight that was on his shoulders. Yeah. 
uh, last season here. He seems a bit freer. You see him playing around with some of the opposing fans. You see it. Look, I've said on this mm. show that they may have, he may not have been mm. worth the signing. $48 million, if I'm not mistaken, for him. He seems like a bit of a bargain right now. I think the big question for this team will continue to be, can Richarlison be that replacement for the goal? I don't mind a goal by committee. I'm not, I'm yeah. not opposed to that. I think sometimes there's almost too much pressure to continuously feed someone like a Harry Kane where you're always checking for that one-star player versus doing the making the right next move. And I think you saw that back in Manchester United days when Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo was there. Players were trying to feed Cristiano Ronaldo more than they were trying to make the next right decision. I think that's gone. But can Richarlison be that consistent replacement? That word yeah. creeps up yet again on the show. Consistency. He hasn't been unless he's wearing a Brazil shirt. Yeah, because in the Premier League, you kind of have to have that yeah. one player who does bear a lot of the load for yeah. goal scoring. For so someone that, you can trust in yeah, the dire yeah. moments. I, I believe, just for correction, I believe the word was overrated mm -hmm. for James Madison. Yeah. Looking anything... Wow, the again, there's looking, no way the to prove that because we right. do not save the recordings. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I remember Don't that because <laughs> my jaw dropped when I heard you say it. So. Yeah. Only... Only you could have let me live on that. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. Oh, what's it going to be like if, if Tottenham suddenly oh. thrive for you as, a, as an Arsenal fan? I've said it time and time again. I Look, I, I want Tottenham to do well. I think it's a better, it's a better derby when they, when they are good. I want to finish above them. I still want St. Tottenham's Day. But it, it is a better derby when they're playing well. So I'm not one of those fans that's just like, I want them to lose, lose, lose every game. Look, it, I'll laugh every time. But I don't want that. I want them to play well. And I do believe, and I've said before, Anish Postacoglu, I think, was the perfect hire for them. Very he diplomatic. comes in, and also he's just like he jokes things, he laughs things off. He's Somebody even asked him yeah. if they thought 45, 45, I believe it was 45 million pounds was a good deal. And he was like, 45 million pounds is not a good deal. Like he's like, where are you from? Like yeah. he everything he does, he deflects with this sort of grace. He's very real. Yeah. He just yeah. seems like a real one. Did you see that video of him when the, they were getting him mic'd up for a hit oh, yeah. on the yeah. 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 show? When he yeah. Was, yeah. Buy me a drink yeah, first. I, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, that's a great bit. It's a good no, bit. I know. I know. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. very, very well-timed. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Ange. Uh, let's move it along to, to a new signing that you're super high on, Michael Lahoud. Nico Jackson, he joined Chelsea from Villarreal. He scored one of the goals for Chelsea in their 3-0 win over Luton. What do you like about this guy? This is the sort of striker that Chelsea have been waiting for, and the potential is very high. High ceiling on him. The first thing I noticed about him in that match, opening matchup against Liverpool, was just his physical presence. But his feet, he's got quality feet, his hold-up play to bring in runners from midfield, Ben Chilwell running off, but also his movement. He's static here, but he just ghosts into pockets of space. And he's a striker that thrives on service. When this ball gets in eventually, he pops in here and he should finish this. That was the biggest criticism of him over the last couple games as he get, creates a lot of chances, but doesn't finish. But then this is the moment. New signings combining here from the last season. Enzo Fernandez gets Raheem Sterling, but keep an eye on the movement of Nico Jackson between two center backs. And he does the little bit that strikers who have the hunger to score goals. And I said he reminded me of a certain DDA job. Oh but ask, ask, ask. Ask, ask. You're not the only one. I've seen How some tweets comparing the two because I believe they both scored in their their first game or their second game, if I'm not mistaken. But come on, everybody esk. needs. Yeah. Yes, everybody. That's a esk. heavy ask. All caps. The S is the physical traits. A goal like that reminds me of a goal that Didier Drogba would have scored for Chelsea. He is not Didier Drogba. That's why I said the S. Right. I agree. I like this guy. 
I like him too, but that, that is more about the pass in that situation than it was about the goal. Like, that's a that's a difficult goal to score. That pass was incredible. The pass is Sterling. good, but yeah. a lot of strikers, you have to time the lunge. Yeah. It's Isn't a good it goal. funny that we're it's talking? It's a good goal, but it's, it's a good, more it's the a pass for me. Of, it's a good it's goal. The pass for me. Of all the players Chelsea have bought for $124 million here, uh, you know, over 100 million pounds there, <laughs> we're talking about a $38 million player. This goes to show that there is value in not just going out and buying the most expensive player that another mm-hmm. team wants. Yeah. This I, is an incredible find for them. I do like how alive he stays in mm-hmm. place. Like, his footwork is really good for a, a center forward, which you need in those situations. Um, He's going to score a lot more goals that are harder than the one that he just scored. <laughs> I, I hope he does. I can't wait to break down more of those yes. goals. But I will take, and I know Chelsea fans will take a goal like that. Because They'll take goals, he's, right? He's, he's, he'll take, take any goals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the persistence that yeah. I like in strikers. He's missed some chances that he should have had a goal by now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of pressure, a lot of weight. Chelsea not having a center forward last year. You see how difficult that was for them to get any sort of result, anything positive. But it seems to be life. Stanford Bridge. Oof, they need something. They need it. Right. Oh, my gosh. What a disaster. What a tire fire it was for them last year. Um, Okay, quickly, another new signing that's impressed. Ooh, and Aston Villa, uh, just in general, um, have been really, once again, uh, (laughs) impressive start to the season under Unai Emery. Um, But Musa Diaby, he has two goals and an assist in three matches for them. The Moose is loose. It's Villa Park. The Moose is absolutely loose. That... Combination between he, Ali Watkins, Leon, Bailey, the recruitment department that Unai Emery has done this summer is incredible. Pau Torres switching to a back three, a three, four, two, one. Musa Diaby looking at home at Villa Park, looking at home in a Villa shirt because that's the formation he played when he was playing at Bayer Leverkusen. He's popping up in the right spots. Ali Watkins stretching defenders creates these pocket of spaces in and around the penalty spot. And Musa Diaby, he's gotten better. He's a winger by nature, but Mm -hmm. he's gotten better and more consistent in his finishing from last season. And a big miss for the French national team at the World Cup. I think it would have made a difference. Yeah, and you look at the way that uh, Unai Emery wants to play. If you're going to overload the midfield that way, someone's going to get those opportunities. Last match, we saw Matty Cash coming in and getting those those opportunities. I mean, when your wingback is scoring two goals against his former team, you're doing a pretty good job. (laughs) You're going to get opportunities for people in the midfield, and you're seeing that for uh, Musa Diaby. He's just so skilled. You give him a little bit of space, he's going to punish you. Do you think Villa are going to finish higher than they did last season? Are they a team that can, you know, kind of be knocking at the door at the top four? Are they better than they were last year? The answer is yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be difficult because they have Europe now this season. So how they balance that, that's what's going to be the that's what he does, dude. <laughs> oh, so exciting. If you're a Villa fan, no, I'm not a fan of the new badge. But if you are a fan of the team, this is exciting. Yeah, it is. They're, they're a fun team to watch. Um, all right, guys, um, we are going to take another break. But it's Tuesday, and that means we're going to be chatting some Americans abroad when we return. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Time to check in on some Americans abroad. And yesterday we spoke about Christian Pulisic and Yunus Musa. Uh, but Tim Weah also making waves in Serie A. Another solid shift for Juventus in a 1-1 draw with Bologna. Here's a look at his numbers from the weekend. 82 minutes, two shots, one shot on target, two crosses, and passes attempted in the the final third 20. Um, This is a guy that we've spoken to Marco Messina about how excited the Juventus fan base is about Tim Weah and what he has brought to this Juventus attack. Just the ability to, to move forward and look a little bit more dynamic than we've seen from Juve teams in, in the past. I, how, how have you seen him transitioning into this side and what he has brought? It feels pretty seamless. And Marco has talked about how he is just a sponge and he's soaking so much up and trying to learn as much as he can from his teammates about um, the style of play, but also the culture and, and everything that goes along with Juve. But the, the thing I like most about Weah with this Juve team is the positioning and a wing back. I think everybody was like, how, how is this going to look? But when you think about the times where we've been most excited about Weah, when we've seen him with the national team, it is him with space in front of him, on the run, going at players. And I think playing from a little bit deeper of a position allows him to do that more often. And it's going to be exciting for Juve because he can pick the ball up and go. It, it, he can get a cross off with more space in front of him, get a little bit of a head of steam. I like this positioning. It it gives him freedom to see everything in front of him and then pick his decision. Am I going to go wide? Am I going to come inside? I think it's going to fit really well and he's going to continue to grow into this spot. It's a massive positive that the fans are behind him so early and it's not like he's putting up crazy goals or scoring game winners. Mm -hmm. He's just showing that he's the right man for this Mm -hmm. job and the right man for this position and that gives me a lot of confidence Mm -hmm. because if you think back to the past uh, few seasons he had in France, they were moving him all over the pitch. They had him at left back at one point. To give him an opportunity to say, no, this is the side that I played with the national team on and to your point, watching him take Take on defenders 1v1 is one thing. Watching him take on midfielders 1v1 from this further back Mm -hmm. position shows this kid has the skill set to do whatever he wants on that right side of the pitch. And he had three clearances in the last match. It's also showing his his maturity and his defensive position, Mm -hmm. willingness to be in the right spot. Because as a wing back, you got to play some defense too. So I, I, I think that was a big thing that stood out for me as well. I like who's behind him in Danilo. The experience Mm -hmm. of that back Mm -hmm. three. As a young player, when you're playing not in your natural position, having experienced veterans behind you telling you, no, take that chance, get fire up, take that player on, it gives you the freedom to express yourself, and that's going to only grow more and more. And when you look up and you see players like Federico Federico Chiesa and Dusan Vlahovic, you now have entry passes you can play. And... 
you know, it's coming along. And Italians, what they know about soccer, what they prioritize is positional play and tactical awareness. Mm -hmm. So big kudos to Timo yeah. Weah. We're yeah. going to see a lot of winding runs from him. And I couldn't be more excited for that. I think that's exactly where he flourishes. Yeah, it's interesting, too, that, you know, last year it was Weston McKinney that we were chatting about, the American on Juventus. And now it, it's Tim Weah yeah. looking to be the, the American star there. All right, let's turn it around and chat about some goalkeepers because Gaga Slonino in Belgium playing for Eupen. He is on loan from Chelsea. He has gotten three straight starts with this club, which is great because minutes are important. Um, and so this is a, a, a really, really good move for him, especially when we start to think about it in terms of the U.S. men's national team yeah. conversation, right? Because right now, we look across the board, and Matt Turner obviously getting consistent minutes with Nottingham Forest, and Gaga Slonina at Eupen now are pretty much the two, only two guys that are getting consistent starts and consistent minutes in Europe. So with this international break coming up and a couple of friendlies ahead, and it sounds like Greg Berhalter is going to be naming his squad soon in the next few days. And should Gaga Slonina be in this conversation? He should alongside Drake Callender. Oh, I know, I know. I drank the Kool-Aid, but yeah, those, those, those two, those two are in the running to really take advantage and really get an opportunity during the next couple friendlies coming up. I'll give you some credit. I can see Drake. He's 25 years old. I thought he was 20. He's 25 years old. Uh, he seems like he's getting into that. You know, goalkeepers are a little bit later than than your you know your your other Late players. Numbers. Yeah, they, you don't mind a, a thirty-something-year-old goalkeeper. That's when they start to come into their own. Which brings me to my point with Gaga Slonina. He's starting, getting getting tons of starts in in a in a European league that's very good. Uh, you know, maybe you haven't heard of Upen, but this is the Belgian league. It's a strong league to get starts at the age of 19 years yeah. old. To me, is a good thing. I don't necessarily think he needs to find his way to being a starter on the men's national team right now. Mm -hmm. But on the way to the World Cup, on the way to some of those bigger competitions, okay. even, maybe even after the 2026 World Cup, where you start to see this could be Gaga Solina's position for a very long time, and he's proving at an early age he's already the guy. We don't have many the no, guys. No, he's 19. Mm -hmm. well, look, let's, let's chat about the, the goalkeeper pool right now for the uh -huh. U.S., right? Because we've got um, Matt Turner, obviously. We used to be chatting about Ethan Horvath. He's now Turner's backup. Mm -hmm. Zach Steffen, uh, Gaga mm -hmm. Slonina, Sean Johnson has been injured. And yeah. so suddenly, these names that we're talking about, Gaga Slonina, a Drake Callender, seem to be kind of the, the only options. And I think that at age 19, he's 19 yeah. years old. He's such, a, he's such a, a baby. To get that type of experience, I think would be massive yeah. for him and, and super it, beneficial. Uh, he gave up five goals in their first game. So it was also a wake-up <laughs> call of saying, hey, welcome sure. to, to the league. And, you know, we got, you got to do a little bit better than that. But he's progressed. And I think all you need as a goalkeeper is those minutes to mm -hmm. be able to organize your back line, decide when you come off your line, when you go for a cross, when you stay in your net. Those are the things that he's going to learn at 19 that maybe some of these other goalkeepers didn't learn until later in their career. It, I don't feel like it has to be a fast burn. You can kind of slow mm -hmm. this down, bring him into every camp. Why can't you bring him in? And even if he doesn't get starts, you're bringing him in. It's about him and his progression. But getting minutes right now in a good league is what Gaga Slonita needs to continue to advance little nuances of his game. Yeah. yeah. At 19 years old, yeah. Matt Turner was – not even a pro yet. He barely yeah. decided he wanted to play soccer. Yeah, it was 17 years old, I think, is when he decided. So we're <laughs> seeing he's way ahead of the pack. 
Speaking of the pack, I think Matt Turner is still your starter as of Absolutely. right now, especially for getting. 100%. But who's behind him is really it's, anyone's yeah. choice. I think Drake comes Drake in. Drake. No. I, think I would pick Gaga before wow. Drake. Before. But I think you bring him in and say, hey, here, here. He deserves you a, gotta, he deserves you a shot. You have to test him. He deserves because a shot. The only reason you invite Drake is because he can text Messi. It's the of course. Reason. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it always no. comes back to Messi. To Messi. Somehow yeah. we bring it him really up every does. segment. Uh, September 9th and 12th, the U.S. has friendlies against Uzbekistan and Oman. So it'll be interesting. Um, all right, guys. Enjoy all the soccer today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's do it again tomorrow. We'll see you then. Have a great day, everyone. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.